Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. We're going to spend some time this week talking about the promises of God. And I think a lot of Christians focus on the do's and the don'ts, the thou's and the thou shalt nots, and they kind of forget about the promises of God and how important the promises of God are and how we can rely on the promises of God, not just once a week, but every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to spend some time today talking about the promises of God. We'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll spend more than one day. The promises of God, is very important to understand, are always yes and amen. Every always. promise that God makes is good. And it's good every time. It's not good some of the time. It's not good if he's in the mood. It is good every single time. And I was trying to think about what is my favorite promise. And a whole bunch of them came to mind. And it's really hard for me, I guess, to, to, to figure out what is my favorite promise when you think about some of the promises of God. And I guess sometimes people don't realize that the promises of God are all throughout the Bible. And some of the promises of God are not listed as promises. And so I guess maybe my favorite one, if I had to pick, is I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's a good promise. And good, good one to have as a favorite. Too. And I think that it fits every situation that you might find yourself in. So if, if things are going great, we can know that God will never leave us nor forsake us. If things are going bad that day, we can know that God will never leave us nor forsake us, that he is always there. I hear people, and I know what they mean, and I'm not going to pick on anybody, but I'll hear people say that in their prayers, asking God to be with them. And I want to remind them that as a believer, he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. We do not need to pray and ask God to be with us. He is with us. He will never not be with us. Now, you can pray a prayer of thanksgiving, thanking the Lord for being with you right. and, and for never leaving you. We might ask for wisdom. We might ask, and I, I, I will pray this prayer at church. I know God is there. I ask that people's hearts and minds would be open, that they would realize his presence. Not that he would be present, because I already know that he is, 
where two or more gather together, he's in the midst. But that people would recognize and understand and know his presence. But I, I don't want to pick on anybody. If people pray that ask God to be with them, I, I'm not picking on them. But what they need to know is he has already promised us. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will always be there in in whatever times that you find yourself in. And I guess that's probably my favorite. Now, 1A would be the first part of Psalm 23, which people don't often think of as a promise. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And when I read that, that's I shall not want about anything. I shall not want for peace. I shall not want for comfort. I shall not want for courage. I shall not want for provision. I shall not want for anything. And so to me, that, along with I will never leave you nor forsake you, that those two probably are one and one A for me, that God is always there and he is always going to take care of me no matter what the situation is. Amen. And again, speaking of promises, I was just reminded of this verse in... Uh, Second Peter chapter one, verse four says, starting at verse two, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our Lord, as his divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. He put some adjectives on that. He called it exceedingly great and precious promises. See, he's given that to us, but he's given it to us in the knowledge of his word and his will. So all the word of God is the promise of God. And all we have to do once we receive it, because you got to receive the word, then you just put faith in that promise. Like you did with the scriptures you say were your favorite. You just put faith in those and you receive them as promises because it's his word. If I say I'm going to be somewhere such and such time, I promise you're going to expect that. You're going to put faith in that. I, I remember this story. Uh, uh, my son was on the basketball team, and I told him I'll pick you up. Like you say, it don't have to say I promise, but because Daddy said it, it's a promise. And back to the story, I told my son I'll pick him up after basketball practice. Uh, I'd be there. And I was running a little late, and... By the time I got there, it was a little 30, 40 minutes late. He was still sitting out there waiting for me. And I say, son, you know, why you didn't get a ride from every, anybody else? He said, well, other people asked me if I needed a ride home, but I told them that's okay, my, my father's coming. And I didn't tell him I'm coming, I promise. I just said I, I'm going to come there and pick you up. He put faith in what I said, and I didn't put at the end of that I promise. But it's because he got it from his daddy, he took it as a promise. He got it from his daddy's word, me. He took it as a promise. So he stayed there, and he held on to that promise till I showed up. <laughs> so, again, God's word is God's promise. And you reference the scripture over there in 1 Corinthians uh, one twenty. It says, all the promises in him are yes and amen. They ain't no and get out of my face. Or maybe. Yeah, no, they're yes and amen. So, But you have to put the faith in the promises. And remember, that's the name of this broadcast, Faith on Fire. Scripture says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. When you get a word from God, you better receive it as a promise and, and hold on to it. Have confidence in it. That's well, see, what faith is. Jesus says, do not worry. 
one of the reasons why worry comes into our life is we forget, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm-hmm. Because if we forget that he will never leave us or forsake us, then it's time to worry. Mm-hmm. Because without God, we're in trouble. Right. Right? So, but when we remember that he will never leave us, when we remember he will never forsake us, now worry doesn't have the same place in our life that it would if we didn't believe that. And that's exactly as you're talking about. We've got to take this stuff and actually believe it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Do I really believe that? Or do I spend all my time worrying about all these things? Well, and that with that, well, you on? may well want to go over, I believe it's in Romans. He says, God is not a man who shall lie. God, in the script, another verse of Scripture, say it's impossible for God to lie. Well, opposite of a lie is the truth. God's word is the truth, which equates to his promise. <laughs> So we got his word on it, and he's not a man that he shall lie. All his promises are yes and amen. And he tells us, his children, believe in that. Have faith in me. Just like we would tell our kids. I just gave the example. You know, our children believe what we say. If we say we're going to take you to ice cream after school or whatever, our kids hold us to that. Expect it. Yeah, they don't Talk about it. it. Yeah, don't forget it. Remind you of it. And that's what God said to me that in the verse of Scripture, remind me of my promises. Remind me of my covenant. He says, I want to know that you know what I said. And a lot of Christians, they just don't know what God said. Or if they do, they don't actually believe it. Well, yeah, there's two parts (laughs) of that don't know. (laughs) Well, it's knowing and having faith in it, which means believing it and receiving it. You got to receive the promises of God. Because you can hear a promise, I shall not be in want. And not and, and don't it. receive it either. Right. Well, hey, not you know, believe well it. yeah, I've seen that, but, but do you believe it and do you receive it? Well, you know, and I both you and I have talked to people, and you'll you'll give them a promise like that in the Bible, and they say yes, but <laughs> yes, and, but. and that but means but this this is what's going on. That but means yes, I, I see that, but, but I don't, but I don't <laughs> receive that. I don't think it'll work in yeah, this yeah, case. Yeah, I'm not receiving it. And again, you have to lay hold to faith. You got to lay hold to the promise. The Lord is my shepherd, remember, I shall not want. But this is a big bill. Well, no, remember, <laughs> back to promises. In Psalms 119, he says, Thy word, or thy promises, I've hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Now, I want you to take that word and hide it in your heart. And in the scripture, says, Guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. So when you get, and then Mark, it says, The word of God is seed. You got to plant seed in the good ground of your heart, and then it'll produce 30, 60, 100 fold. I mean, it'll work for you. And it says in Thessalonians, the word of God works mightily in those who believe. Oh, all I got to do is get his word on it and believe on it, and it'll work for me? That's It's really that simple. We just make God so hard, Richard. It's really simple. He just say, just believe me, man. And we know all through the Bible, it's just, uh, if you believe, can you believe? I'm blind. My son has demons. Whatever. The Red Sea. We go through those examples all the time. God said, just believe. Just believe what I said. We was talking about that before the broadcast, me and Andrew, about Moses' first encounter with God, the burning bush. And Moses had that encounter, and God had him to do something or instructed him to do something that Moses was like, man, I ain't going over here to talk to Pharaoh. I grew up in his house. I know how he can be. (laughs) And, uh, you need another guy. Yeah, you need another guy. I ain't the one. I, I can't speak. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, but uh, Moses asked, 
God, well, who should I tell him who sent me? Well, he said, just tell him I am. You know, I'm the great I am. I am. And again, Moses, you know, took his word, God's word as a promise. And he, he went over to Egypt, back to Egypt. Remember, because he was, he was uh, on the run. Right. He was a Midian. <laughs> he was a fugitive because he murdered somebody previous to that. That's a revelation for a lot of people. But he went back and he went back, you know, still believing that God was who he said he was. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't realize that. There's another case where God used a murderer. God can use anybody. David is another case where God used a murderer. Shoot, Vince is a case where he used a, a, a rank center. You're a case. We're, We're all a case. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, because a lot of people, boy, they're a murderer. They could never do anything in God's kingdom. God used murderers. Or uh, Acts Paul, the apostle Paul, previously saw. He not, didn't just murder Random individuals, he targeted Christians, those right. who are of the way. Right. And not just men. The scripture says when both women and children, he murdered them. And, but God revealed himself to him. He got the word of God. Remember, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Is what Jesus told him in that vision, in that encounter. And God still used him to do mighty works. Again, it's about us believing the word of God. Paul Received the word of God, and he acted on it. In the word of God, he equates to the promises of God. So he acted on it, and we see the result of that. See, and, and here's a promise that people don't often think of as a promise, but it is Romans chapter 4 when he says, Now righteousness apart from the law has come, and it comes through faith in Jesus Christ. That is a promise. That's the promise. So that's why, based upon that promise, I'll go ahead and receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior because right. I got I mean, his promise on it. We don't often think of that as a promise, but that is actually a promise from God that if you put faith in my son, then righteousness that doesn't have anything to do with being good because nobody's good. Nobody's been good. Righteousness comes with putting faith in my son. Right. You get that. You get a code of righteousness. Right. That's my promise. And I receive it. That's all I got to do is receive my it. Okay. Is you put your faith in my son and you get his righteousness and now your sins are as far as the east is from the west and god says i will remember them no more and some people like to do this the proverbs 3 5 flip-flop they want to lean to their own understanding oh that don't make sense i i can't put that together i just received jesus and i get a code of righteousness i get righteousness on me it's really that true it's that simple. Proverbs 35 says trust in the lord with all your heart don't lean to your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him. Oh, him, him and his promises are one, and he'll direct your path. So we we like to go back to the old sin nature of leaning to our own understanding. And he says, no, with me, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your ways. So are the heavens higher than the earth. So are my thoughts and my ways higher than yours, said the Lord. And remember, let this mind be in you that's also in Christ Jesus. God wants us to start thinking and believing like him. And God's a faith God. Everything he did from Genesis to Revelation was done through faith. Amen. We well, got born through faith. First John chapter 1, if we're faithful, God is faithful and just. If we come to him mm -hmm. and ask for forgiveness, he is faithful and just to forgive. That is a promise. Now, we don't often think of that oh, as Oh, I promise. use that promise all the time because I miss the mark a lot. That you he know? is faithful and just. And just he won't say, you know what? You know, I think I changed my mind about that. I'm not going to forgive you today. He no, doesn't he, do that. He said, I'm faithful and just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Right. Unrighteousness is sin.
But I mean, always, I'll wash you clean. We'll, we'll never stand before God and they say, you know, I know I said that it was by grace through faith. But, but you know, I think I changed my well, mind in your case there, Richard. <laughs> Richard, no, you just been. <laughs> he's not ever going to change his mind. He, he doesn't change the rules. Well, the scripture my, says he's faithful. My mother's well, even family, when we're not a faithful. a bunch of kids in my mom's family. My mom will tell the story that whoever thought of the game, and it didn't matter what the game was, didn't matter if the game had established rules, whoever thought of the idea of playing it got to make the rules. And they made them up as they went along. Right. So so you might have been playing a game that had, and these were the rules, but then halfway through they'd say, nope, <laughs> that's not the way it is today. You yeah. lose. Right, right. And so God's never, ever going to change the rules. He's never going to well, say. Again, you just described previous the world system. <laughs> right. Right, because it does. It right. changes, it changes as, hey, as it goes. look at science. It right. changes my. When you and I grew up in school, Pluto was a planet. Pluto is no longer a planet today. They've changed the rules. Right. And so they, they're doing that constantly. A brontosaurus with a big, long neck dinosaur isn't a brontosaurus And anymore. we know this. What's that? Hebrews uh, 13. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And that's a promise. We don't think of that he as a promise. Change. That's that is another a promise. promise. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. I mean, he don't change. His ways are always same. They're always righteous. They're always just. And the scripture says... Even when we're not faithful, he's still faithful. Well, the, in Revelation, the, the people in heaven are always telling them, your, your judgments are true and just. True and they're just. They're always true. They're always right. And mm -hmm. they're always just. Mm -hmm. And th those are promises that we have that we can cling to, that we can know that he won't change. He is going to be the same today. He's going to be the same tomorrow. He's going to be the same forever. You mean all his promises Stay yes and amen forever. Forever. They don't. He won't change them. He don't change them in the middle of the game. Nope. They stay the same. See, and, and that's my God. That's why I love the Lord. He's consistent. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't have to worry. He's going to people change his mind. see and people they they wishy washy, double minded. Well, they'll change their mind. They'll that's say, right. Hey, I'll be there on Saturday. Right. But then they're not there on Saturday right. because they got up and it was too hot or it was too rainy or they just didn't feel like it. Mm. And people do that all the time. Thankfully, God is not like people. His mm. mind is not like people. He does not think like people. He does not act like people. His promises are always good. As you were saying something, I was just thinking about this promise he made early in Genesis. He said, and this is a promise. A lot of people, like you say, probably won't receive this as a promise. He said in Genesis, I believe it's 822, as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, seed time and harvest, Summer and winter, spring and fall, day and night shall not cease. It been, I've been on the earth for 50 years. It, it's been that way. I think it's going to be that way. Till as long as the earth remains. Th that's the promise he made. When, when the end comes, it will be different. Right, right, right. Then. <laughs> right. And, and that was, that's a promise. So, again, that seed time harvest, we taught on that, you know. Basically, whatever man sows, that shall he also reap. You're going to get that. That's a That's promise. A promise too. It's, it's established. <laughs> it's established. So, you know, a lot of things, gravity on, here on earth, it's established. So we got to believe, understand that when God says something, it is. Back to one of my favorite scriptures. This is a favorite because I'm a faith man. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Those who come to him must believe that he is and he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Again, that's the promise. He's a rewarder. Of though he didn't say such and such, he said, No, I'm the rewarder. 
Remember, he told Abraham, I'm your exceeding great reward. I'm going to reward you. I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to do it. Not the political party, not the job. I'm going to do it, Abraham. I'm going to bless you. I'm gonna, you're going to be a blessing to people. I'll curse those that curse you. I'll bless those that bless you. You're going to be a blessing to all nations, See, Abraham. You know, and you think about this, it's like my wife. The reward isn't the things that my wife does in my life. She is the reward. Right. And so, sometimes we think of God in terms of what he's doing for us. God himself is the reward, just like you just said. And so it's important for us to remember that God is the reward. It's what he does for us isn't the reward. He himself and the relationship we have with him is the reward. He says, I am your exceeding great reward. Right. He's it. And again, we were just talking earlier before the broadcast. He reminds us, I believe it's in Hebrews. He tells us, Christians, run with endurance the race that's set before you. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. And I always remind people, in the book of Revelation, it says he, Jesus, his name shall be called the word of God. In the beginning was the word. Jesus' name is the word. So he says, run with endurance looking unto the word of God. Why won't I look unto the word of God? Because those are the promises of God. Looking unto the promises of God as the author and the finisher of my faith. So whenever I have an issue... I can go to the promise. I tell people, that's why you about to be a Bible student. You, you can go in there and find your promise that's related to your situation. And you can stand on that promise. And God says, I'm not a man that I can lie. I'll, I'll, I'll be faithful to what I said. I just want you to trust me. Have confidence in me. Put faith in me. Remember, I'm a rewarder. Do not worry, but those. seek ye first there the you kingdom go. of God. Yeah, and that's God. And again, that's... Again, that's what this broadcast is designed to do. Ignite your faith on fire. Get you to trust in God. And and to remind those promises. Here's another one that I like. Philippians chapter 4, verse mm-hmm. 15 or 13. A lot of times people don't think of this as a promise, but it is. The Apostle Paul writes to the Philippians, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ooh, that's one of my favorites. See, it's a promise. That is a promise. <laughs> he is saying the promise is that I can do all things. Guess what? That promise is also for us. If Paul could do all things through Christ who strengthens him, you and I and everybody listening well, can do all things through Christ Because we understand Christ this. The Scripture says God's no respect of a person. If he said it to one of his children, it's for all of his children. Right. And so we can lay hold to that same promise that he promised Paul. And, and you can do all things, but it's only through God. Through Christ, that same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead, which the scripture tells us in Romans 8, dwells in us and gives life to our mortal bodies through his spirit that lives in us. So I guess I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. I can't do it because Jesus told me in John 15, without me, you can do nothing. So I'm going to stay in Christ. I talked about this yesterday at Sunday services. I use this little vase. And, and in it, I got pencils and pens in it. The vase represents Christ. The pencils and pens that in the vase represent me. So long as I'm in Christ, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that's what God wants us to stay in Christ. And again, in Colossians, it says, let the word of Christ or the promises of Christ dwell in you richly. You got to receive those promises. You got to 
Again, like the psalmist said, your word, your promises, I've hidden in my heart. Right. We got to constantly remind You got to hide them in your heart because uh, the devil's going to want to steal them. Well, he's going to come along and right. he, things are going to happen every day. We were talking before the <laughs> broadcast about how in the movie Men in Black, Tommy Lee Jones says to um, Will Smith. Smith at one point, there's always something going on. You know what we know in our lives? There's always something going on. In the world, there's always something. Go- there's always going to be a Syria. There's always going to be a Libya. There's always going to be Israel and Gaza. There's always going to be people in conflict. Those things, there's always going to be something going on. And, and, and uh, yes, I'm going to acknowledge Tommy Lee told Will Smith that. But Jesus told us this. In this world, you will have trials and tribulations. There there's always something going to be going on. But, but then, then, Richard, guess what? He gave us a promise right after that. Amen he said, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Oh, and and then another verse of Scripture says, this is the victory over in 1 John that has overcome the world, our faith. So we need to remember that, though. Ooh, you See, better if remember we forget, it. If we forget those things, then when tribulations come, what do we want to do? We want to fall back into the same thing the Israelites were doing. And people pick on the Israelites a lot, you know, in the Old Testament when they're going through what they went through after Egypt. But we do so many of the very same things. God has watched over us. God has been there. God has made promises. And then soon as something bad happens, you know, it goes back to that, yeah, but God, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, but I just lost my job, you know? And so now I don't know that he can. So, so basically what you're saying, but God can't handle this one. Right. I know he parted the Red Sea. I know he brought manna. They, the children of Israel said, I know he brought manna down. I know we wanted meat. He gave us quail. But this right here. <laughs> this is bad. And, and again, the scripture in that instance, he says, God says, why do you despise in me? Despise me made little, made low. He said, is my hand waxed short? Told the children of Israel, what do you think? I can't. I did all this. Now, now I can't provide all for sudden, you. I can't do anymore. Now, now this day I ran out. <laughs> I'm on empty now. I can't do no more. He says, is the Lord's hand waxed short? Because Moses said, well, how are you going to feed all these people? He's like, Moses, oh, man, <laughs> yeah, don't play I me got. like that, Moses. <laughs> so, and we do that today. Oh, we do it all the time. Right. That's why I say, I tell people all the time, don't pick too hard on the Israelites when you read scripture where they say, weren't there enough graves well, in Egypt that you brought us out of? Because we do exactly the same and, and thing. I, and I, I posted this on Facebook after a comment from a brother in Christ who's pastors too posted this one. And I just reminded him, let he who without sin cast a first stone. And again, that's what we are doing. We want to pick on the Israelites but you got to examine your own self first. See where you come short at in the faith. And right now, we're just about out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O.
P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.